I know you and I, Michael, have followed the recent book, Irreversible Damage, A Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters mm. by Abigail Schreer. Your work, um, you predominantly work with people who experience same-sex attraction and want to live according to their faith or their moral um, beliefs in terms of their sexuality. Now, Abigail Schreer has come out with this book having to do with a transgender craze about how all these young girls are suddenly coming out as transgender with no prior signs of gender dysphoria. I want to talk about this in a second, but listen to this clip. Uh, Abigail Schreer actually joined Tucker, Tucker Carlson earlier this week to discuss, and this will really set the tone for the book and why it's being canceled. Why this? Give us a sense of the scale of the change in identifications of gender dysphoria and, and, and the reason for it. Sure. So it used to afflict roughly 0.01% of the total population. So that's one in 10,000 people. And it was always overwhelmingly male. I think roughly 0.003% of females, so one in 30,000 females were afflicted by it. Um, And they always started in in childhood. They always started with childhood gender dysphoria. Today, we're seeing a spike in, in teenage girls who claim to have this, and they have no childhood history at all. So we know that this is very strange. Oh, it's and, and, and we're now seeing 2% of high school students, um, most of whom are, are teenage girls, claiming to be transgender. So we know this is a very, very large spike that doesn't seem to make sense. And even stranger, it's clustered in friend groups. Teenage girls are coming out with their friends. Uh, so we know this is socially driven. That's Abigail Schreer. Abigail Schreer's book is being canceled. In fact, a Target censored it for being a transphobic book and then put it back on the market, which is fascinating. I'm reading the book. I've heard a ton of Abigail's interviews. And Michael, the book is just steeped in social science. And it begs the question, Michael, why are young people seduced into alternative ways of living with groups of friends so often today? And I think one of the things she highlights, if I'm not mistaken, is that There are different motivations for young girls than young boys. So some of the phenomena here, too, is being especially highlighted amongst young girls on the autism spectrum. So there are a variety of causal theories as to why the spike in female transgender issues is so high. And I think that there are different emotional and psychological factors for both boys who believe they are in the wrong person as a transgender individual and girls. So that's one of the other things that really fascinates me is the the differences in what drives a young person to have this kind of gender dysphoria show up in their life. It's sad because at the end of the day, you working as a therapist, I would like your thoughts on this. It seems very clear that these young people who are suddenly identifying as transgender, that gender identity that they're suddenly choosing is not addressing the underlying major issue behind the scenes. Well, exactly. And the other thing to consider here for your listeners to remember is that the people advocating this type of transgender ideology claim to be pro-science. So let's be pro-science then which basically helps us remember that girls and boys have different chromosomes (laughs) and that (laughs) the chromosomes (laughs) you have help to distinguish your sex, which is inextricably linked to your gender. And so when we have these young girls, it's not that we're blaming them or telling people that they're just doing this for attention or something. We don't know. We, We should be humble enough to say, let's explore What's causing this psychological symptom that is distressing to you? But to physically deform children 
to make their body somehow temporarily align with their perceived gender is hardly loving and hardly pro-science. So this is clearly a deep issue for these young people. We want to help them. We want to show them compassion. We want to walk with them. The term pastoral accompaniment comes to mind. But let's not throw the baby with the bathwater out <laughs> in terms of remembering that a young girl is still a young girl even if she feels otherwise. Michael Gasparro here on Trending with Timmer. He's an associate marriage and family therapist working at the Breakthrough Clinic, especially with people who experience gender dysphoria. Now, adolescents today spend a large quantity of time online. I was just talking about how on average a teenager spends seven hours a day of digital entertainment. It could be video games, whatever. And this is outside of any schoolwork done online. And five hours for preteens. Now, at the same time, we're seeing, is this going well for the kids? Well, no. They're lonely, anxious, depressed, self-harming. In fact, it's interesting, girls in particular expressing are experiencing a depression rate three times higher than boys. Mm. And this is just shocking, Michael. So how how are we seeing that all of a sudden this so-called dysphoria is developing out of nowhere? I think some of the dysphoria spike has really, especially in the female community, been attributed to even discomfort among girls with social media heightening physical pressures. So a lot of young girls feeling so much stress and pressure to look a certain way online, for their body to be a certain way. This heightened body dysmorphia could in some ways be connected with gender dysphoria. So body dysmorphia, meaning that they see, they look at a, a beautiful young girl, looks in the mirror and sees only ugliness in some way. Mm -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. can be heightened through negative comparisons that social media tend to heighten for young girls, especially. So it wouldn't surprise me, of course, we're talking theoretically here, but I've heard some good arguments to be made for the heightened social pressure on physical appearance for women online, especially young girls, could even be contributing possibly to the heightened uh, need to push away from even being identified with their gender so that they don't feel compared to others in that regard. Now, this is really key, and it's something that Abigail Schroer dives very deeply into on the gender issue and how groups of girls are coming out with their friends as transgender, how essentially it used to be a young woman would be in a classroom setting, let's say a classroom of 30 or so girls, and there would be maybe that one really beautiful, one or two really beautiful girls in the classroom. And that was their level of comparison. Sure, they might have, you know, magazines and other types of content, but for the most part, there was this general social acceptance of this person's really beautiful and there's a difference between she and I. And the level of um, extreme comparison wasn't as high as it is today. Now a kid has in their pocket, but more realistically in their hand all day long, those comparisons of beauty and actually false beauty because the images are edited and the angles are cropped and we have all these filters going on and so girls are disproportionately overwhelmed with not just comparison but unrealistic standards and so I really do believe as you're talking about this body dysmorphism if I said it correctly this is the new anorexia today. 
and it can affect young men as well. But from the statistics I've seen and the, the ones you're sharing, particularly in terms of the spike in gender dysphoria, it is impacting in depression related to online social media use women, young women more in this area. I'm sure that young boys or young men have their own crosses to bear in terms of the impact of social media on their lives. And that's a, another rabbit hole we could go down another time. But yes, gender dysphoria I do think for young girls, maybe, as Abigail is, is arguing, connected to dysmorphia of the body. And and everyone has this probably to little bits and pieces here and there where, you know, every, as a teenager, you might have some insecurity about acne you have on your face. But when you overall as cannot see yourself. a teenager only? <laughs> yeah, right. Me in my 20s, too. But no, <laughs> there's something about yourself that you have a hard time seeing realistically because it's filtered through this negative self-image that gets the point of obsessiveness and then that we call it dysmorphia and that mm -hmm. i think can really harm these young girls and their ability to see the beauty of who they are <laughs>